0: what's up guys and welcome back to another episode of mentally gone daily my name is Callie Lucerda
1: and i'm gabriella lopes
0: and this is episode number 29 today is april 5th wednesday of
1: 2023
0: 23 23 is that jordan yeah it's a uh,
1: jordan year <laughs> 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 and it's april 5th not may 5th so i said may no, I know. Uh, I'm just saying, like, cause May fifth is
0: oh, uh, okay. Anyways, a holiday. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so let's just start this episode with a very interesting headline that I read, um, today earlier today, uh, published on the twenty seventh of last month. The headline reads: Russian billboards are instructing citizens on how to prepare nuclear survival kits. Russian authorities have put up digital billboards in Moscow that instruct citizens on how to prepare a survival kit in case of an attack, according to local media reports. Just kind of scary. Hmm. Um, a clip of an uh, oh sorry, a clip of an electronic billboard telling citizens how to put together a survival kit has first was first published on social media on Sunday by news outlet Caution Moscow on Telegram. It said the billboard video was posted officially by Russia's Ministry of Emergency Situations and cited local residents near Moscow's Gorky Park as saying that it is instructing people on what to do in case of chemical and nuclear attacks. What? The billboard instructions posted by the news outlet do not include the terms nuclear attack or chemical attack, and it's unclear whether there is more to the clip than was... Uh, I don't understand this Then Than was thing. revealed. Yeah, but apparently there's um, ambiguity revolving around this uh, announcement or, or this news article or something. I don't know if it's real or not, um, but if it is, it's scary, and it sounds like it's something that could be real.
1: Ambiguity.
0: Ambiguity. There's <laughs> ambiguity around it. Um, to me, it's interesting because uh, people say that Putin is a very dangerous uh, world leader because of the fact that he, you know, may or may not have been uh, diagnosed with cancer, with uh, terminal illness, cancer.
1: Oh, right. We heard about that.
0: Right. So there are rumors that Putin may or may not have terminal cancer. And so it makes it very uh, plausible that for someone who literally has nothing to lose, could just go out in a bank you know like who's to say you, like what's to stop him from just
1: going rogue yeah just, just going
0: just opening up the um the case that that in my imagination kind of covers the nuclear button opening it up and pressing the button right before he passes away it's like as his last wish
1: yeah maybe he just
0: presses the nuke button and poof, and the whole world just burns in flames and he's just maniacally laughing his way to hell you know
1: <laughs> that's uh yeah that's a crazy thought i always whenever i would read um like a uh, political news about a third world war or something along those lines mm-hmm. i i start sweating a little bit i'm like it's not that far-fetched if you really think about it no
0: it's not it's definitely not
1: and and the the types of weapons and bombs and all that stuff that mm-hmm. that if you are aware that you know each respective military has it's scary yeah but anyways
0: yeah so that's it for that one
1: and also we live way too close to the white house to be getting bombed
0: yeah not 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 just the white house i feel like if a foreign country were to choose a spot to send a nuclear missile it would definitely be new york because (laughs) it's the economic hub yeah you know yeah
1: that's true that's, yeah, and that's even closer. Forget about it. I guess we're moving to the West Coast. Forget about it. Well, no, because then, I don't know. And, I, I don't know.
0: And then just before we move on to your topic, uh, just tying into the whole Russia thing, Russia has offered food for North Korean weapons. The U.S. says that Russia is offering food to North Korea in exchange for weapons, with a delegation set to visit. This would violate the United Nations Security Council resolutions. The U.S. has previously accused North Korea of supplying arms to Russia. North Korea, one of the world's poorest countries, has suffered chronic food shortages for decades, with the situation worsening due to sanctions and poor weather. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. It's like this country, which just goes to show just how prevalent and and just how important the military complex is held, right? The mm-hmm. importance of it is held by world leaders because this country is impoverished it's it's suffering from severe poverty uh people are starving um and yet it is testing nuclear weapons apparently like like there were rumors of it launching nuclear warheads into the ocean yeah of it developing like submarine capabilities in terms of transporting nuclear heads
1: that's crazy
0: and yeah and 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 not to mention that the that it the world leader that the oh my god i can't speak today that the north korean leader kim jong-un is you know on the heavier side i'll just say so he's not like (laughs) yeah like struggling with uh food problems that's for sure
1: i just kind of freaked out now why because god (laughs) i swear like the craziest stuff happened to me i just felt like my the whole side of my face was getting numb right now yeah and like i felt like a spasm i was like oh my gosh
0: you, you you thought you were having like an aneurysm or something
1: i don't know is that what they're called no uh like uh i don't know it was weird
0: happening live <laughs> yeah Mentally Done i Podcast. don't know if
1: it's these like pimple patches i just now took it off
0: you're probably having that same episode that justin bieber had where half of his face was like paralyzed and then he was blinking like off you know awfully
1: yeah because i might the the right side of my face has been like spazzing out the I right side
0: of history be on the right side of history.
1: anyways enough about me guys yeah nobody cares <laughs> right they don't care i do have one okay all right hold on uh let me pick something interesting Ooh. okay let's go with <laughs> this one was just funny uh a new york bar recently hosted a very exclusive party for people named ryan
0: uh, <laughs> ryan the, from the office
1: yeah the Ryan, and that's actually like the headline oh, picture for it the ryan meetup now a monthly event was organized by ryan rose a photographer to find a sense of community for people with the same name It draws hundreds of Ryans who seek to socialize and discuss big and important Ryan topics. Mm. The ultimate goal is to hold a Ryan convention with guest speakers like Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Gosling. Um, I just found this so funny so that we could tell all of the Ryans that might be listening to this podcast that maybe you should go to this bar because if you end up at one of these meetups you might be able to meet ryan reynolds and ryan gosling yeah but more uh, importantly ryan reynolds
0: and more importantly ryan from the office
1: maybe well yeah that's not his real but name he's a but... Character, I know. <laughs> but yeah he'll go in character
0: it's a uh, novak bj or
1: bj novak
0: yeah bj novak
1: yeah he'll be in character when he goes
0: that's interesting and i just wonder how long until the lgbtq plus woke community uh takes a whiff of how how um wh- what's the term how fuck dude i can't speak to you guys i'm sorry how discriminating this concept is because it's a ryan exclusive party and so it's anything but inclusive so there's no inclusivity here um (laughs) we have to boycott this party we have to boycott every ryan because they are cisgendered male privileged
1: (laughs) hey they maybe might not be maybe not come on guys it's just the name they didn't say you had to be like a white boy wall street you have to look like this and then it shows (laughs) right from the office imagine yeah i i could i could only imagine like they should have a party where it's like you have to look very similar to the person Mm. so that you can like find your true doppelganger in there yeah that would be cool Mm mm-hmm Anyways, I just wanted to share that one because it was, like, funny.
0: All right. Um, I have some
1: lighthearted stuff that doesn't deal with war, guys. Am I right?
0: Yeah, I have another <laughs> lighthearted one. Um, Chinese colleges are giving students a week off to fall in love as the country struggles to keep its birth rates up. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Like a college? <laughs> yeah, a week off. So it's it's like, like, Do like, you guys have a week off to go and procreate because we have to save our country from underpopulation which isn't china one of the targets of overpopulation when yeah. it comes to the world population in general
1: i guess they're on a decline yes they've been like declining like in terms of because i think that that's in general like there's been um less like a uh, less population occurrence yeah. you know year year in year out recently i think
0: yeah the school implements the spring break system in the hope that students can learn to f- to love nature, love life and enjoy love. So essentially they want to take advantage of spring break and then motivate their students to go out, find love and then I guess uh fuck yeah you know like
1: all in one week
0: (laughs) all in one week so you have one week and like that's your assignment i guess is just go out find love
1: and you have to come back with your homework completed which is a child um now inside of the womb of a woman you know (laughs) the
0: break which runs from april 1st to 7th is part of an initiative to encourage them to enjoy life students will still have to complete homework but their tasks will be based on writing or filming travel diaries reports of personal growth or making handicrafts so it's interesting right because you have countries like japan who are notorious for overworking their population be it in the workforce and and also overworking their students you know um And then you have this school system, which is taking a different approach, which is like, okay, we want you guys to enjoy life. Yeah. Instead of focusing so much on um, academia, you just go out and enjoy life and um, report travel diaries, you know, explore the world or maybe explore China, um, parts of China and be artistic, be creative, which I feel is a great thing because here in the U.S. you have spring break, but usually... It also ends up in uh, helping with the underpopulation problem because people go out and they fuck a lot during spring break. <laughs> but it's more centered around partying, All right. So it's partying, it's excessiveness, it's like excessive drinking and just- and
1: Substance out, use.
0: Substance abuse, yeah. Yeah. So I just found that interesting how like China's like, all right, I want you guys to just go fall in love with life.
1: Yeah, that's- Find
0: a th- person, find a thing that you love, go to a place that you love just love
1: i think that that's really nice actually
0: yeah
1: um just just the idea of like you know appreciating life for what it was like how it was meant to be lived Mm -hmm. and not just like with your nose in a book or you know yeah um so yeah i i would totally back that as like a assignment during spring break i can imagine like if uh u.s students did that it's like a travel blog or vlog you know Mm -hmm. and then the whole video is like them in miami for a spring break like just getting shit faced and and blackout drunk yeah on a beach Mm. and then they turn that in as an assignment yeah that's a bad yeah
0: it's just you getting aids
1: yeah yeah and then it's like someone getting pregnant
0: yeah this spring break i got aids I got someone pregnant. I gave someone else AIDS.
1: Gonorrhea. Yeah. AIDS is extreme. Damn, you like jumped. Uh, yeah, dude. You jumped like the whole.
0: you Again, enjoy life, you know, like that's my motto.
1: Damn, that's like the worst one.
0: Get all the AIDS. Did you know that that speaking of AIDS, um, at the height of the AIDS epidemic in the U.S., there were people who were going to movie theaters and they were hiding razor blades and needles in the seats of the movie theaters and basically targeting unsuspecting um, theater goers, right, who would sit down, not not look where they're sitting, and then they would get poked, and then they would get AIDS from what? just watching a movie. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. How That's did, pretty
0: wild.
1: Like, how did they manage that, though? I don't know. What I had no idea.
0: Yeah, apparently that's a big case. And also, uh, for people who are who are on the fence on whether or not they should frequent the movies more, like myself, I started second guessing that decision after uh, learning that the seats at the movie theaters are the places where there are the most um, bed uh, bed bugs.
1: Yeah, like, uh, f- like uh, lice,
0: fleas. lice Yeah, yeah, lice, bed bugs. And that's kind of crazy, man, because like they don't clean those seats, you know, like depending on the movie theater, like they don't, they go in, they like clean the floors and stuff because it's what's visible, you know, but then especially considering the fact that AMC theaters are on the decline, like they are basically going bankrupt with a potential buyout from Amazon, from what I've read, um, Amazon is contemplating whether or not they should buy AMC because it could serve as like a platform for them to roll out their Theatrical mm. releases and then they'll hold a monopoly on that because Amazon is all about having a monopoly on things, right?
1: Right. So
0: when it comes to online shopping, first thing you think about is Amazon. Is it out is it on Amazon? Uh and then theaters could be the same thing. And if they do that though, it could pose a threat with the whole idea of like free market capitalism, you know, because then Apple Would have to open their own theaters and then even movie studios, Universal Studios would have to open their own branch of theaters. So we could get into this economy where it's competitive movie theaters now, which could rejuvenate the whole movie going experience. Because if there's heavy competition and heavy incentive to create experiences out of movie going, like going to the movies, then people would actually go. Like if Jeff, well, not Jeff Bezos because he's not the CEO a- anymore. Acting CEO, yeah. But Amazon might might say like, oh, like we're gonna be um, including 4DX uh, movie experience where your seats gonna move and we're gonna include uh, climate control inside of the movie theater, um, and we're gonna just like make it this new thing, and then in all of our movie theaters, you know. And then Apple introduces like this crazy sound system, and then. And then it just goes, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, I get what, you, what, what your point is, but I honestly, like, I honestly enjoy the uh, nostalgic, very traditional movie yeah, no. experience, you know?
0: Me too, me too.
1: Um, But yeah, I mean, it would be nice. I feel like that should have already been <laughs> invented by now. I haven't seen a movie theater that's been, you know, kind of... uh super unique yeah yeah in its like own way mm-hmm. i would think that that would have happened already but all of them have just retained like the traditional vibes. you know vibes yeah. yeah um let me see if i have something oh speaking of movies guys i'm here to give you all the good news so speaking of movies a new shrek film is in development mm, so, shrek was shrek, shrek five shrek five after years of rumors, Shrek 5 is in development, so I guess it's confirmed, with Mike Myers, Cameron Diaz, and Eddie Murphy in talks to return. So mm. that's all we need. That's all we need to know. It's not like swapping out the cast. Like, thank God.
0: Oh, thank God. And and wasn't the Shrek franchise bought out by Disney
1: uh, I don't, recently? I don't know. I haven't seen that on Disney Plus, <clears throat> if they have
0: someone someone bought uh no. Param- no no what's the thing it's dreamworks right
1: yeah shrek is dreamworks
0: dreamworks bought i think it was pixar oh, b- bought by bought by let me see you guys hold on all right all right so dreamworks animation llc Um, is an american animation studio that produces animated films and television programs and is a subsidiary of universal pictures a division of uh comcast weren't they just bought out though
1: Mm, i don't know
0: comcast nbc universal buys dreamworks animation uh so nbc comcast bought in
1: 2016 it says i don't know
0: but i feel like there was a recent one but anyways
1: We'll see. Maybe the I mean there's always rumors and stuff too, or it's just not updated yet cuz it's not official.
0: Right, but that is exciting because as everybody knows, Shrek is love, Shrek is life.
1: And it says the movie is expected to honor the OG films while taking audiences to new places. The mm. recent success of Shrek spin-off Puss in Boots: The Last Wish helped pave the way for the return of the characters. While no story details are available yet, fans are hopeful for an emotional story. Wow. I'm excited. <clears throat> like this is a movie that I would just, you know. We wanna watch. Like take my freaking whole wallet, you know? <laughs> like I would just throw throw my card at them. It's like, here, take my money, you know?
0: It's that meme of the guy that just yeah. <laughs> bangs his credit card on top of the service. It's like,
1: here, take <laughs> it. I yeah. mean, because Shrek is so nostalgic, it's it's literally my childhood. I feel like it it has to be one of the best, like at least the <clears> top <throat> ten best movies I've seen, like the Shrek franchise. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, especially. Yeah. But, anyways, All your right. turn.
0: So, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called digital blackface. <clears throat> oh my god. Blackface. <laughs> Oh my god, dude. My 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 throat just does its own thing, and that's what she said. <laughs> um, but as I was saying, I don't know if you've ever heard of something called digital blackface. What? Have you heard of that? No. Digital blackface is a practice where white people co-opt online expressions of black imagery, slang, catchphrases, or culture to convey comic relief or express emotions. So it's essentially when you're on Twitter, when you're on social media and people respond to other people uh, using gifts of black people, of um, elements of black culture, jokes, inside jokes within black Twitter. Mm-hmm. But you are not necessarily black, but you're still using these um, tools to convey and express your emotions and express your feelings and your ideas and your reactions to other people's input on social media. Ah. So these expressions are. Um, what one commentator calls "rat rash- what racial? Oh, okay. So these expressions, which is what one commentator calls racialized reactions, are mainstays in Twitter feeds, TikTok videos, and Instagram reels, and are among the most popular internet memes. Digital blackface involves white people play acting as being black. Says Lauren Michelle Jacks- Jackson. Lauren Michael. Jack- Lauren Michelle Jackson an author and cultural blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh yeah i don't like it when other people come in with like experts i'm an expert because i wrote a book on, yeah. on culture and i am an authority like no no that's what i'm just degree, like i have a degree
1: so i so <sighs> i automatically have like credence in everything i say
0: yeah but i just found that interesting you know like it's just gonna be a matter of time before you can't even express yourself uh, freely on the internet anymore, you know, because the the woke culture, the LGBTQ plus community is going to come, and they're going to claim ownership of of memes of of words of punctuation marks you know just like they claim the freaking rainbow you know like it's gonna be like this is ours now all of it is ours you have to play by our rules
1: that's crazy because that that's like what all of twitter is it's like responding in gifs and and well some people say gifs if you say gifs like you need to be arrested
0: my name's gif
1: it is not a gif it is a gif yeah um so yeah Please don't say JIF, but yeah. Uh that's all of what Twitter is. Um, sorry, I need to take a uh <laughs> I need to take a break to go pee.
0: Again? <laughs> yeah, you, you just peed.
1: Guys, I've been peeing every ten minutes and look, it's because I just drank this amount of water.
0: All right, but I'm gonna keep going though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll be
1: right back. I'm quick. Hold on.
0: All right. Uh while she's gone, I'm just gonna read off my other collection of items here my other collection of titles and and articles that i found on the interwebs while scrolling Um, i don't know if you guys have heard about this but montana could soon define trans people out of existence montana is considering a bill to define sex based on reproductive capacity stripping legal recognition from trans non-binary and intersex individuals The state has already passed several anti-trans bills, including prohibiting gender-affirming health care. The bill could cost Montana up to half its state budget $7.5 billion in federal funding. Activists are concerned it could lead to similar bills in other GOP-led states. I just found that interesting, you know? So... They aren't going to be playing the whole pronoun uh, game anymore, essentially is what they're saying. They're, they're putting their foot down and they're saying, all right, we're going to uh, judge people and we're going to address people basing entirely off of their reproductive capacity. So if you can reproductively uh, no. So if you can reproduce as a male, then you will be a male. If you can reproduce as a female, then you will be a female and hopefully that makes sense but it's just interesting and and i don't know to me it just helps kind of like blur out these um these uh major like drastically convoluted concepts of just gender and she's back let's go oh
1: and i'm back sorry i was letting you speak for once
0: oh okay um so I just uh, did one. I have a few more, but, but do you have one ready or do you want me oh, to do yeah, another one? Oh, yeah,
1: I have some. All right. Guys, I swear to you, I pee every 10 minutes. Yeah. I'm having a lot of, uh, a lot of problems today. Um, okay. Oh, let's see.
0: Or I could go while you look at it because yeah, we go are doing ahead. a live podcast, just like Tony Hinchcliffe says. We're doing a live podcast. This is great for live podcasting. Dead air, dead air.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. So I have a crazy one here, too, guys. Um, Vibrator maker ordered to pay $4 million for tracking users' sexual activity. Canadian sex toy company WeVibe has been fined four million dollars after tracking users intimate habits without their consent a class action lawsuit filed in illinois found that the smart vibrator and its associated app collected and sent user data including frequency and intensity of use to parent company standard innovation customers who use the app and the vibrator will be paid up to ten thousand dollars each wow which kind of makes me wish that i had uh gifted you that (laughs) so that we could get that bag
1: damn you know yeah (laughs)
0: like like this just makes everybody be like damn i should have freaking got my girl a freaking vibrator
1: (laughs) yeah but a lot of guys are like too insecure to do that yeah um that's pretty funny actually i was i was gonna say um wow like for that's that's like the equivalent of like the the vacuum robots yeah you know with the cameras except Mm. this one is like it it seems like way more Mm -hmm. intimate you know yeah i wonder but how are they tracking it like just like the the motion i guess the motion tracking of it Mm -hmm. oh i thought it was like no, little no, no, no. like cameras and stuff too.
0: Mm, I don't know, maybe, but it's like basically the intensity and the frequency. So it just tells and the time that it's used too. So I bet that it's like collecting data about um, like how long does it take for like women to get off? Like how long do they use the vibrator? At what intensity? Oh. At what frequency? How often do they turn it on? How often do they use the app? How long are they on the app? All these things are being tracked and then sold to maybe industries who are interested in the sexual um, capacity of women in today's society.
1: In that, like in that case, I don't see it so much as like pervy as it is just like a, it's all, you know, financial. It's like a marketing scheme type Mm -hmm. of thing where it's like, if they can gather this information, then they can better products and modify them yeah. to improve, like the experience for the, in their next products and stuff. Yeah. Um, but speaking of hypersexual people, um, Hong Kong is the horniest region in the world, and a study shows that Hong Kong has the highest libido rating globally, with an average score of seven point 16 followed by taiwan or Ty- taiwan or taiwan? taiwan 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 australia singapore and new zealand japan sits at the bottom of the spectrum and it's funny because you were talking about how they're so like work focused and stuff yeah and they they are like the lowest of horny region
0: really yeah japan
1: Japan and the results are promising for Hong Kong where sex positivity is still taboo due to indecency laws and bans in Europe, Italy, Spain, France, the UK and Germany are the top five horny countries. So if you're trying to get it in, uh, that's where you guys should go. Hong Kong or one of those uh, European countries or Australia might
0: australia mate so
1: you could go mate with somebody
0: yeah go to australia to mate mate
1: yeah Yeah. and then i just have one more um along the whole like sex thing since it's just you know now we're here um there's a party a dinner party um it's called the food or the feud dinner experience and it's a naked vegan dinner party hosted by artist and model Charlie and Max. And guests who attend this private dinner party have to pay $88 and must be uh, approved by Max. And then men need previous participants to vouch for them. Mm -hmm. And then the event offers a liberating space for people wanting to feel more connected to their own bodies. The theme for the last dinner was Embracing Your Inner Rhythms for individuals to connect with their menstrual cycles
0: wow
1: (laughs) and it's a real thing so again if you're if you're trying to connect or do like a dating naked uh show like on mtv Mm -hmm. you can just go to this vegan dinner party oh but you have to be vegan so yeah but you'll you'll still get meat if you know what i'm saying (laughs) that was a funny joke
0: yeah it was yeah it was
1: that was good
0: it's like vegan meat eaters yeah they're (laughs) gonna get some fucking sausage they're gonna be getting some meat you want some sausage or what eh? (laughs) this is freaking organic and the men
1: have to be approved if you know what i mean so ladies yeah the the, size the men will be approved by the (laughs) by the host
0: yeah isn't that interesting though Mhm. Like ah man. Like to me it's it's always been one thing or, or another, you know? Like it's always been like just a few years ago before COVID, the whole thing was vegans vegans versus meat eaters, you know? Like that was what was always in the headline. <laughs> online fights and disputes and now it's the lgbtq plus community and and now even more so it's the trans community and it's always like one group versus the other and this group wants to hold authority tyrannical control and ideological control over the majority of society because they feel somehow um entitled to that capability yeah it's is stupid
1: for sure. There always has to be like a superior. Uh, a superiority complex. Yeah, exactly. A
0: Napoleon complex when it comes to groups. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a real thing. Um, speaking of another real thing, this feels and looks like something straight out of a, a James Bond movie. Um, a female assassin took out a Russian pro-Putin blogger by gifting him during one of his creative uh retreats or or creative reunions gifted him a statue or a bust of himself that contained a bomb inside of it what she walked in gifted this bust as you know as a sign of maybe um uh, like Like appreciation like like yeah yeah as a sign of appreciation gifted him this bust of himself which i found super ironic right because it's like there's a message contained within that it's like narcissism like it's like here's a gift to a narcissist you give them the image of themselves and then it's also a trojan horse i was
1: about to say that it's a trojan horse which
0: is a modern trojan horse in this case and she walks out and then moments after she walks out of the location it explodes and this guy's taken out immediately with a bunch of other people injured
1: Well, good for that guy being taken out, I guess.
0: Yeah. Uh, The article reads, A pro-Putin military blogger was killed and 30 others injured in an explosion in the cafe in St. Petersburg on Sunday. Uh, Vladlin Tatarsky. Died as he was leading a discussion at the cafe on the bank of the Neva River in the historic city, uh, heart of the city. Uh, some reporters said a bomb was in... Uh, yeah, so it's basically everything I said. Um, Russia's Interfax news agency reported that a St. Petersburg woman, uh, Daria Triopova, I think that's how you pronounce her name, I don't know, was arrested on suspicion of involvement in the bombing. It said that she had been previously detained for taking part in anti-war rallies Tatarski, whose real name. And then it just goes on to like explain the whole thing. But I found that really interesting. It's That's,
1: like yeah.
0: straight out of like a James Bond, Tom Cruise, mission impossible movie. It's like you, you go in there, you give them the package and then moments after you're, you're walking out. And then it's just like a, a, a scene of you just like clicking the button and then, Behind you, explosions. And
1: I've seen none of those movies, but I still know what you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> it's like any
0: action movie.
1: Uh, yeah, all right. Sue me, guys, because I haven't seen any. Don't do that, actually. <laughs> or, or Yeah, don't sue me, actually. Speaking
0: of suing, can I just tie this one in?
1: Yeah. Okay, cool. Just tie awesome. it, like wear a tie.
0: Awesome. Speaking of wearing a tie, right? Uh, <laughs> Trump is taking advantage of his arrest and indictment. Trump's NFT sales skyrocket more than 400% after his indictment. Jeez. The Trump Digital Trading Cards NFT collection, featuring 45,000 NFTs of the former U.S. president, saw a surge of over 400% in volume after his indictment. Each NFT shows Trump in various poses with patriotic imagery. The collection's floor price rose by 43% after the news. The surge, in inter- um, the, the surge in interest highlights how the collection's value mirrors public interest in Trump, even if it is due to negative events, right? But it doesn't end there, though, really quickly. Stormy Daniels merchandise sold out almost immediately following Trump's indictment as well. Stormy Daniels said orders are pouring in for her merchandise and autographs after ex president Trump was indicted. Quote, also don't want to spill my champagne, she tweeted. Daniels, a former porn star who allegedly had an affair with Trump in 2006, said her merchandise sold out after Trump was indicted for making $130,000 hush money payments to her in 2016. However, Trump has denied the affair. And just to include this towards the end, he's been charged with, I think, over 30 34. accounts. Yeah, yeah. 34 um accounts of uh crime or whatever. I'm not a lawyer. Uh and he has uh pleaded guilty. No, pleaded innocent to all of them.
1: Yeah. Um I also saw that her porn was like uh, skyrocketing in views.
0: Oh yeah, on Pornhub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So that's uh I mean, hey, look at them.
0: Hey man, if you want to be a good American, <laughs> or an actual legitimate patri- patriotic American, then do y- do yourself and your country a favor by uh, familiarizing yourself with the uh, homework that is necessary for you to follow the news yeah. of, of one of our leaders. So it's important homework for everybody to go on Pornhub and watch some of Stormy Daniel's work <laughs> in order to better understand this whole process.
1: Yeah, you better not. Yeah, I don't even know what she looks like, but you better not.
0: Oh, um, I know exactly what she looks like.
1: I'm trying to see if I have like maybe one more. I probably have maybe one more. How many do you have?
0: Um, I think I'll, yeah, I think I have like one more. Yeah, yeah, just one more.
1: All right. Um, Let me pick. Wow, this is so hard, guys. There's so many, so many interesting things, but also what I find interesting, it might not be interesting to other people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's see.
0: Can I just do one last one that ties yeah, into Trump?
1: Yeah, go ahead. Okay.
0: So there is a reason why some politicians choose to smile for their mugshots. High-level politicians, including Tom DeLay, Rick Perry, and John Edwards, have smiled in their mugshots to control their image and convey innocence. In his arrangement, Donald Trump may soon face the dilemma of whether to smile for his mugshot, which with experts suggesting he may aim to convey defiance. This might be an attempt on Trump's part to get his followers to identify with him as a victim of the deep state. Mm. So it's interesting that there's even like a psychology behind how you choose to present yourself in in your mugshot. And you as a high profile politician and being the first president to ever face uh, criminal charges, he has apparently the option... To either release his mugshot to the public or not release it, so even that's a choice that's going to really be strategic, in terms of um getting the general population on board or on his side. Which, in my opinion, I think that he should release a mugshot and he should make an iconic face, like his most iconic face, of just not smiling and just staring blankly into the camera, and that will become a cultural phenomenon. Like people will make merch, will uh, TV shows, will you like it'll just Oh, sure. It, you know?
1: it really will because mugshots are, are just iconic, you know, to people. Like, for example, the XXX Tentacion mugshot right. was was one that, like, everybody knew about. Like, even if you didn't know who he was at the time, like, you saw that picture.
0: The Jimi Hendrix one that yeah. Joe Rogan had behind him. The yeah. Rosa Parks one that he had behind him for it, the longest time.
1: It's crazy. Like these are, like, staples in, in yeah. cultural history. For <laughs> sure. It's pretty wild. Um I guess I'll do help me pick. Should I do science? Should I do like uh I don't know. Never mind. Um I'm just going to just I'm going to just wing it and click on one. All right, I'll do this one. It's fine. Okay. Um okay. So there's an app that you can use in south korea that helps you identify lost pets Mm. a south korean startup has developed pet now an ai-based app that scans dog's nose print and places it into a crowdsourced uh, database that anyone can access to identify owners of lost dogs Mm -hmm. a dog's nose print is just as individual as a human's thumbprint um, and the app has been honed to ninety nine percent accuracy. Pet owners register their dog's nose print by taking a picture with their phone, which is stored in PetNow's uh, database or database. Interesting. Um, that's crazy because growing up, I've always uh, like I've always seen around you know Newark and stuff like missing pets and and then it would make me sad Mm -hmm. like the posters on the on the street poles and stuff and and it would make me so sad i i all i would think about is like oh like i wish if someone saw that pet like they would actually return it to the owner or you know whatever else and 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 there's always like that enticement of like a a a gift reward you know if Mm -hmm. the pet is retrieved to the owner and stuff yeah because that sadly like that's how people are like they'll see that there's an address on a collar but they want to be they want to use like have the upper hand and use it to their advantage and then try to get some money out of it in the end Mm -hmm. but i think that this app is great um You know,
0: yeah, because if you think about the idea that we're like humans are already victims of uh, intense facial recognition software monitoring, Mm -hmm. then it makes sense that they would expand that to animals because you can already like microchip animals. Yeah, like our dog is microchipped in case he runs away and stuff because he's very energetic and very chaotic. And so if an accident were to happen where he goes missing, then we can track him yeah so I feel like having facial recognition would be just another step to ensuring that you can find your dog and you can identify your dog you Mm -hmm. know because a collar isn't enough Um, some people don't have microchips and facial recognition is uh, non-invasive yeah it's just your face but then it goes back to data you know like it, it goes back to that concern of data privacy um like like everybody's a target like it doesn't matter if you're a a full-grown adult if you're a child
1: if you're a dog now
0: or if you're a dog yeah (laughs) it's like your data will be used against you whether you like it or not
1: yeah that's yeah i i do think it's like uh to me that was like one of the things that i was like oh wow like ai can actually be put into some good use maybe
0: oh yeah maybe
1: again like it's always like a convenient factor but then there's always that like underlying you know reality going on
0: yeah for sure um i have another one real quick um this This to me just proves the fact that everybody, including our world leaders, including our nation's leaders, are all in it for self-interest and self-gain. Like they claim that they're doing everything for us and that it's all for our own benefits, but I don't think that that's always the case at all or ever the case. It's always for self-gain, right? Uh, White House worries about Biden losing Gen Z voters over TikTok ban. President Biden's move to pressure TikTok over its Chinese ownership may test the loyalty of young voters who helped him secure a win in the 2020 elections. Uh, The White House worries a TikTok ban would lose every voter under 35 forever. However, experts say while a TikTok ban may irritate young voters, Biden can point to taking a stand for their interests like advocating to other uh, no, sorry. Uh, however, experts say while the TikTok ban may irritate young voters, Biden can point to taking a stand for their interests, like advocating to offer relief from student loan debt. Yeah. So this just shows that everything that's happening isn't for your self interest isn't for your benefit it's all for their own self uh, interest and their own benefit
1: right right
0: so everything's political it's like there's a reason why tiktok is uh being uh, con- like uh tiktok ban is being considered and there's a reason why it's now being kind of like put on the back burner it's like election is coming up and we want to be reelected and we want our numbers to go up with the gen z population and gen z um, is mad about, you know, uh TikTok ban. And so I just found that interesting.
1: That's, yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not surprising though, you know. Yeah, it's not. I don't think that they're going to go through with a ban um, because student student loan relief, it's not like everybody under the age of 35 mm. is has or is a student, you know, has been or is a student and has loaned, debt to pay off you know yeah um but yeah hey he could pay off the rest of my debt that'd be (laughs) nice (laughs) that would be nice i do have one more actually okay uh this one was interesting um it was it happened last year but i just thought that it would be interesting to like let the audience know but there was a man in china in november of 2022 who underwent surgery to remove 30 inches of his colon, which was filled with over a hundred undigested bubble tea pearls. Damn. He had reportedly been drinking multiple servings of bubble tea each day for a month. Hmm. Um, I don't know if bubble tea is like the same as boba, if, if that's just like an interchangeable, you know, use term. term for yeah. what it is. But yeah those boba things like drinking those little pearls like through the straw and then just swallowing it like Mm -hmm. people aren't alarmed by if they're not able to digest it you know yeah because again i mean it's just a little warning for people out there he had to cut off remove 30 inches of his colon in order to you know
0: i don't even know what those taste like i've never had boba tea
1: we had a we tried it one time your sister got it at the mall
0: i think i tried to sip yeah and we,
1: you tried one of the little the little pearls too and i did too that was my first and last time ever drinking boba yeah um i don't know it's just not for me but a lot of people drink it like religiously reli- yeah i was just gonna say religiously too that's funny <laughs> but yeah
0: synchronicity man
1: yeah twin flame Whatever that means, I see that all the time.
0: All right, so I just have one more.
1: Yeah, Ready? Yep.
0: So what if I told you that it's only a matter of time before your kids are going to be taught by AI-powered robot, humanoid robots in the classroom and real-life human teachers are going to be a thing of the past? Mm. Silicon Valley Private School is giving kids an AI tutor. Can Lab School, a Silicon Valley private school, has developed a new AI powered. I can't read today. Fuck. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's just, I just have those days where like everything's kind of blurry. And the only reason why I go back is because I want to relay the information the way it's meant to be relayed and the way that people usually read it when they're reading an article. And that's just my OCD. And I'm sorry if it sounds weird, but it's like me like rebooting. But um con Lab School, a Silicon Valley private school has developed a new AI powdered powdered dude, I keep saying powdered.
1: <laughs> powdered donuts.
0: AI powdered donuts, guys. That's what they're doing. Um a Silicon Valley private school has developed an a, a, a Silicon Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening, dude? Take Wait.
1: a breath. It's cuz of the it's cuz of the, you know, now you oh, now you're in God. your head.
0: Yeah, sorry guys. Um a Silicon Valley private school has developed a new AI-powered tutor called ConMigo to aid learning in classrooms, especially for shy students. It was created with the help of OpenAI and ChatGPT, and unlike search engine chatbots, it leads students to answers, acting as a thoughtful tutor. While parents worry about safety, the school says it has put in safeguards including allowing educators to monitor input Hmm. this uh again this just opens the floodgates to the possibility of having ai teach kids yeah and i think it's just a matter of time before teachers all teachers lose their jobs and schools might become a thing of the past and kids just log into their computer every day and they interact with an ai chatbot or with an ai tool And they just get all the information and are told everything that they need to be told. And it's also a matter of time before Elon Musk releases his Neuralink, installs, you know, Neuralink kids version in every kid's brain, in every kid's skull. And then they just receive that information from an AI, Mm. artificial intelligence, or from a robot, yeah, or from, you know, and then there goes our future and the future of humanity just being controlled and manipulated by ai
1: so on and so forth but i was gonna say that one i don't know if it would be a pro actually but but teachers already get paid you know very poor poor salary yeah um and i mean i don't know that like i don't i don't know what their personal stance would be but you know, obviously AI would be free, technically. Well, yeah, it is free, but uh, there's like maintenance and stuff. But mm. but what was I gonna say? Right. Oh wow, I don't even know what I where I was going with this. Just slipped my mind.
0: So, um, I just have one more. Do you have anything else?
1: Um, no.
0: Okay, so I just want to finish this episode off, um, by sharing a interesting fact that I found about gaming. Because um, we also do gaming, so for those of you who may be interested in uh, walkthroughs, playthroughs, commentary with commentary, obviously with our commentary, uh, you guys could check out our uh, new YouTube channel called Callister. That's C A L I S T E R three thousand. That's three zero 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 on YouTube. Uh, we just posted our first video of us playing the game Resident Evil Four Remaster for the PS Five. And I don't know how many people know this, but even in the original Resident Evil 4 game that was released in 2005, um, they had this like crazy AI technology that basically made it so that the AI difficulty would change basing off of how you played the game. So what made Resident Evil 4 so great even back in the day was that it was just easy enough to pick up and play, right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Not only did the genre-defining third-person action feel intuitive, the game was forgiving to players of less skill. The original Resident Evil Four had a technology where it would pay attention to what you were doing, and it would move an unseen slider up and down within the game's code. So, depending on how well you were keeping up with the Ganado, um, their behaviors and their effectiveness, and and their kind of like aggressiveness would change and be tweaked in real time depending on how well you were able to keep them at bay kind of Mm. so it's just interesting how a game from 2005 had that technology and it's obviously one of the main reasons why that game became a staple and became so well known and so well established and so we played the the resident evil 4 uh, remake for the first time recently, and it's our first Resident Evil experience, and so I just found that interesting. Um, I don't know if I'll be including game commentary in these daily ones. Maybe I will, but just like talking, like about like a few fun facts of of the games that we're currently experiencing on the other channel. Um, maybe that's something but i'm just experimenting today guys so yeah
1: i was gonna say that if that for me like that it would be on the super easiest mode yeah because oh my gosh just like just us playing the remake like i don't know how i would play that game alone and and actually be able to get through it without dying multiple times
0: yeah and playing the game on easy mode changes a few of the locations drastically removing rooms from the campaign entirely for example so notable examples include the clock tower in chapters 4 through 1 or chapters 4.1 and the hedge maze in chapter 3.2 but yeah but yeah
1: yeah um
0: so uh, with that being said, guys, um, thanks for listening and thanks for tuning in. Um, we will be back tomorrow and I apologize for uh, being rusty today. It's just that I was experimenting with something new and yeah, it's just frustrating sometimes creatively.
1: Uh, he wasn't rusty. So everyone just let him know that he wasn't rusty mm, yeah, at all. whatever. I'm like super rusty, guys. You saw I can't even form a sentence, but guess what? I don't care.
0: And these are called mentally gone daily. So um, every day can't be perfect, but our goal is just to show up and just try to, you know, uh, give some form of value through maybe news or through entertainment, through, you know, our opinions. And maybe it's a different opinion from yours and it adds value to your opinion and your perspective and outlook. Maybe it doesn't. Excuse me, coffee burp.
1: Yeah, but my mental is definitely gone. Like I'm missing... i promise you i have half a brain cell guys so
0: yeah and i'm starting to feel the caffeine drop right now so it's like easing off and i'm feeling tired and i need to eat
1: yeah with that being said with that being said let's let's make sure Callie feels happy because you know he did a very good job speaking today he's his biggest critic guys but yeah he shouldn't be anyways anyways guys. let's all compliment him now okay, and make him uncomfortable with com- okay. with compliments let's just cut this <laughs> off all right
0: i'm gonna press stop recording okay uh all right guys so thanks again for tuning in and as always don't forget that it's never wrong
1: to be mentally gone peace, peace to, to the, the world,
0: world.